listening to uh, The Eleventh Hour, a weekly podcast about Rancid. I am Sam Melancon of Debacle Records. And I'm Brad Rose from Foxy Digitalis. Uh, uh, each week, we, we pick a Rancid song, and we talk about our feelings and our, our sort of misgivings and our thoughts, and, and you know the, the tagline of the, the podcast are complicated feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this week was my pick. And uh, I picked Leicester Square, which I will promise I will at once try to mispronounce because I, I am not British. And looking at that, I do not read Leicester Square. <laughs> because it has all these other fucking letters in it. <laughs> I got some my times to bounce upon the subway. It's a long way to go to get out to Leicester Square. A hard line. So one you got to cross. The one you got to cross. To get you anywhere My thoughts on his way to payback syndication A fist that cuts me down in his backstreet education The hip-hop sucks and low Then I am his face to show It's crystal clear and it's so great for bones to become broken here, yeah I got none, I got none Alright, so Lester Square Another prime sort of I think of the first 12 songs on Life Won't Wait Is this kind of run of great rock songs Um and this is sort of right smack dab in the middle of it. It's a it's a 1998 album uh, from Rancid. That's it's a Tim and Lars jam, uh, but Lars sings the whole thing. There is a video for it, but it's a retroactive video that they did much later, which they did for a bunch of their their uh, their songs. Um, huh. I haven't yeah. watched it. I didn't. I didn't even realize. Yeah, there's a few. I, there's a few different ones, even to some of the things we've done. That it's a very confusing thing that they just yeah. went back, like at, at an anniversary, and just did kind of these studio. It's, it's all on Timovision, you know. It's all black oh, okay. and white, pixelated. You know, it's just it's what, and it's just them playing it. It's not okay. It's so a it's very strange thing they did. Yeah, exactly. So I think it was around the anniversary when the, the anniversary version of it came out and stuff like that. It's really too bad on, especially Life Won't Wait. There's so so much opportunity for interesting videos for these songs based on. That's what I always think. I, I think it's such a bummer that we only got blood clot. Yeah. In terms of official videos, because you really why we know he was filming nonstop. Like, did some of that get lost because like video them in Jamaica and New Orleans or like with all these famous musicians oh, like you could have just done a travelogue sort of thing be awesome. and showed them hanging out with like Dr. Israel and right. hanging out with Boudreaux Banton and like Vic should be on there and like all this like because that's the vibe of the ep- you know the, the the album so like why why didn't we get that like one that sums it up you know like hooligans or yeah uh, uh, you know who would have thought even like you could have done just like you know what like the coppers is the last time i mean wouldn't coppers oh, be like oh the best gosh. travelogue video of all like time epic like yeah five yeah. and a half minute video oh, be huge missed yeah. opportunity huge. yeah exactly it's, it's, yeah like you I just yeah, anyway. retroactively do that yeah. man right yeah right <laughs> uh anyway so let's just square uh it's just a really really crisp uh lars song we were actually just talking a lot about lars um previous episode with nihilism this is like a pure lars song and it's very yeah. much like a thing that I think is underrated about something we're kind of noticing is like the Lars era is kind of an outcome of the wolves in this album. Like, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like this is the most Lars album, which is I don't think you would have said that to no. me before Mm-mm. we dove back in, right? Like, oh that's god, not no. what you I, think of it, right? I yeah, 
the the past two months of or however long it's been, I don't have any sense of time still, <laughs> um, has completely fucked me up as far as what I think about Rancid. Like like I was completely wrong about just about everything. I yeah. thought. You know. And I'm sure in most of the things we've said through all these podcasts we will return to and go, Well that's we've changed mm-hmm. our mind on this and this and right. you know, because just constantly with you know, going with more fine tooth comb, remembering, trying to put ourselves in the time, all that stuff, reading things, listening to them talk. Yeah, it's constantly changing. And one of the big ones is this is such a Tim and Lars album. And that and it almost kind of has like a I don't want to be like it's like an outcast that you know, like remember when they were doing yeah, like this very obvious right. like this is the Tim song, this is the Lars song, but they're obviously writing them together too. Yeah. Um that's what this album feels like. It feels like Lars gets these great sort of oi and punk, you know, and kind of big rock songs. And then Tim gets to go way off on the, the, the sort of modeling, like again, child bride stuff. And then like, as I call it, uh, and, uh, and the sort of, uh, reggae and the, and the, he gets to try these newer styles and, and, you know, work with all these people. And then, Lars just gets like here's some phenomenal production and a bunch of really good songwriting support by the whole band and you get to just be a rock star on this album but even so I mean even Lars is like heavily featured on some of the reggae stuff and the it's uh, true like because that's what because so part part of what you're like that was sort of my initial you know from a distance hadn't listened to it real closely in a long time thought about this was like oh life won't wait is the album where tim did a bunch of weird like reggae rock steady whatever stuff and then it's like peppered with these almost sort of stereotypical lars songs which they're not like in my mind lester square is like a it's like before i started listening to it a lot again um I was just like, oh, it's just you know, it's that kind of Lars thing. But man, it's like not a stereotypical Lars song. No, no, it's a, <laughs> it's got this whole, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about yeah. that one a little, the, the the song a little bit more. Which it's a really clicky, snappy, fun kind of fast paced yeah. punk pop punk song in the British style. Like it's got a lot of clash in it, right. but I think a, a lot of stiff little fingers like that. I, I think, think it's that's really, a, yeah. I think that's a, even more so. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I think it's like um, it's kind of funny to me. I've always noticed, like in the back of my mind, that this feels the most like British punk, and it's like about a British right. storyline. <laughs> British punks. British punks. I think it's kind of just a story of like junky punks, you know, kind of get getting, you know, it's kind of nihilism again, you know. I was gonna, that. Yeah, that's one of my notes here. Is it's like, uh, it's like the lyrics are very much a callback to nihilism in a way. But it's like um, from the outside, right? Like right. Somebody else's story. He's yes. telling the story of some British punks and just trying to get. It's the the classic rented trope of trying to get around town because you're bumming <laughs> around town and you're, you know. Uh, and and you you know some one of a friend's dies i believe you know there's no d somewhere in there i think and like right you know and it's just like shitty being grinded down as working class kids sucks you know like a, a, right. a very common refrain from these guys i'm totally valid and and uh but it's it's so funny that like i mean it, it feels so on the nose but I, maybe that's fine of like going like well here's our British punk song and it's about British punk <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, and, and, and it's gonna be called Leicester Square which is super British uh, it's super you know, British hard to pronounce <laughs> yeah exactly right cause you know like all the 
California punk, like all the people. Oh, I mean, I Leicester Square. What? Leicester Square. I was Leicester. What the fuck? And the only reason I like so this is like a totally random thing, but when when I lived in Seattle in twenty years ago, and my wife worked down at Pike Place Market at a place called the Crumpet Shop, um, (laughs) they had one of their crumpets they serve. Which I mean, crumpets obviously is British as fuck, but. it had red Leicester cheese, and that's the only. Oh, and, yeah. and she would say, and I would, and I, I distinctly remember standing there looking at it because, like, we saw it then, and it, it was really good cheese. And we saw it like at a QFC one time, and I was like, "Oh, I thought it was like red luster, like L U S T." And I'm looking at this thing, like lights at fuck British. <laughs> Did you like have like a bolt of lightning? It's like yeah, it was. and then it, you know, but but you know, we've got our own like Worcester sauce, right? I mean, oh yeah, Worcestershire, Worc- Worcestershire. right? <laughs> yeah, I anyway. mean that's that's obviously a British, right? Thing anyway, is, but same thing. This is, but, yeah. this is important stuff. <laughs> this is really important thing. To talk about. No, uh, yes, it is pretty funny that their most British punk sounding song is about British punk. I mean, that's exactly, and and wonderful. I mean, I won't say that this is like the best of the little storytelling kind of junky kids. Uh, there's, this is a major theme of Rancid, right? Of like, when in doubt, write a song about working class kids. Yeah. Kind of. Write what you know. Dra- go, going down the drain because nobody cares about yeah. them. And so like, this sort of mix of like idealizing this, but also going like, look at fucking society, leaving people behind, right? Yeah. Uh, sure. I mean, it's fine. But the truth is, it is just such a snappy, crisp, oh, fun. It's like uh, in, it's like endless hooks. Like the whole yeah. song is just hooks. It's yes. awesome. And it's just like, and it's the sort of thing where you like, I when they were writing it, I bet they were like, "Damn it, we're gonna have to add hand claps to this because like, oh, I don't, you don't write that rhythm without having somebody going right. like." Right. You know, it's just like it's like, it it's so built into the song, and it's like. I, I, it's got to be the only rancid song with hand claps, right? Like I, I'm, I mean, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. So <laughs> right, so yeah, uh, so it's just so that sort of like, uh, I don't know. It has hips. It's got like a strut to it. You know, it's got this kind of clicky, clacky, you know, snappy thing that like you don't really get a lot. I think uh, Outcome the Wolves has some of it, and that's where a lot of these people who kind of quickly brush paintbrush them with um paintbrush them uh, <laughs> paint them with the brush of clash get the it's like these sort of songs and there's actually not a lot of these songs yeah. in their history but like they're so emblematic and of the moment of the, right, the kind of right, 94 right. through 90 you know 99 sort of period of their height uh it's hard to deny it but it is kind of funny how few songs actually have this sort of crisp kind of clangy guitar that this has um it uh the funny thing about this song for me and the reason you know besides it just being a great bard song one i wanted to bring up is i never i you know i always talk about how i'm not really a musician at all and i I was a pretty failed musician (laughs) in high school and i played quote-unquote played the cello for a lot of my life but you know i mostly you know moved my bow while goofing (laughs) off with my friends and enjoyed orchestra a lot and then um but I wanted to be a musician so badly and uh, I had a guitar for a little while and I remember I had a group of people who were kind of accomplished uh, you know could be musicians if they wanted to be um, people in my life and I was like 
let's just do one song. Let's just see if we can do this one song. And I, I, I like a cover of one thing, like, like help yeah. me feel the feeling of, and I'm like, this is all power chords and things I kind of understand and a rhythm <laughs> I can kind of wrap my head around, you know? And so like, I remember I kind of got people together to try to do this. It never oh, wow. completely happened, but I do remember, like, I don't fully remember my girlfriend was involved. Like, I don't know. It was like a whole thing, but it never really got together. And I got really freaked out when we, the one time we were going to like do it. And I don't <laughs> think I did it. I don't, I don't remember. So there's uh, no, there's no recording. of No, no, no. Oh, it didn't go that bad. far at all. <laughs> it, it was, it was a total, I don't know. It was like, it was kind of the success failure thing of like, at least I tried, but I really didn't try that hard. But I do remember <laughs> that like uh, for a long time, I could pick up a guitar and play like the opening riff of this. And oh, I wow do anything else you know um and i do remember my buddy who was learning the bass and actually it's such a bummer i didn't like work harder to be a he was like one of the coolest guys and he was really talented he was a he was an upright bass player with me in, in orchestra too and he was like i'd love to play bass in a punk band and he had a he loved all this stuff and like he learned matt's bass oh, man. you know like which is not the most complicated but it's very like all these you know kind of that, runs you know kind yeah, of those runs Matt, up and down yeah with that Matt and thing. uh I should have done more with this you know but like because you know this would have been a fun you know thing to do but uh never fully figured it out but it it, it sits in my mind as one of the few times I ever early in my life tried to be any sort of musician you know what I mean yeah and um and that riff being so like what's like a newish song that kind of just uses the Ramones clash sort of power chord riff well you know and i i think this song you know kind of you know it has many parents obviously we've talked about stiff little fingers sure. and, so like and... it's not as revolutionary but like in terms of a really solid pop punk riff this thing's like remarkably oh. good <laughs> yeah and i mean the other thing about this song like you have that riff but man like lars vocals yes yeah, i mean yeah, they're yeah. so in the front and there's parts of it where i mean you could remove the guitar and i don't even know how much you notice because of how prominent and they the do drop are. out a lot of stuff a lot right of yeah i mean there's like yeah i mean I, I don't think there's much bass on the verses at all yeah um and then on the kind of breakdown chord like the drums go really quiet like he's not hitting the snare and yeah. the hand claps feel a little louder yeah. and then but and then his you know and it's got those really great background vocals trying to figure out like i was like wow these are some of the best sounding background vocals you know but hold on before we go to yeah. background vocal because i have a i know a note there okay but uh you're right about this being lars and over and over i'm realizing like whatever was going on lars's vocal performance on life out wait it's so funny because tim's trying a bunch of stuff on this album and this right. is really the one that breaks most people right for tim like he really just mangles songs on this album like like either you love tim and him just trying to sing things he can't sing and then you love this album 
or you just want to turn it off because you like you can't believe that somebody let him sing the way he sings. But <laughs> in the same way, Lars is pushing. It's like they together because officially they produced this song, right. this album together, kind of as executive producers. I think sort of kind of thought wise, they sort of set out to do this album. Um, he uh, Lars is trying so much and like. This has to be the best Lars vocal performance album as a whole, right? Between oh, yeah. Blood think, Clot, Backslide, we were just talking about. You know, there's all sorts of stuff on Coppers and some oh, of the big man. reggae songs. And uh, yeah. yeah. Like, well, I just and, this think, so- and this song is like, it's just constant. Like, there's no. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously, it was probably recorded in takes, blah, 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 blah. Which I don't know. I didn't find any live versions of this. Um, yeah. But it's. I mean, it's just relentless. <laughs> and and uh, it's what's crazy to me is how he says, I got some hard times. Mm-hmm. And he, it's so... That mm-hmm. it actually blends with the guitar. Oh, I know. Like, it sounds... Like, they, they figured out a way to make that guitar strum, that pickup that he does right at the beginning of the song, sound like his vocal performance. Like, they, they overlap in a way that I think is... It, I, I, yeah, it had to just be like a happy accident, right? Like, I, 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 it seems like it. What's you know? I mean, it's really interesting too. Like, think, talking about the production, like kind of building off that. How you know, Brett Gerwitz didn't have anything to do with this. Not like, well, he was. I, I mean, he was on. He did a lot of engineering. I think. Really? Is he even yeah. in the credits? Yeah. No, he's on the credits. He's oh. as an engineer. I didn't, I'm looking at him right now, and I didn't. I'm not seeing his name, but maybe I'm looking at. Huh. He's somewhere for sure. I looked that up for sure. Okay. He's he's just a he's just an engineering name. Well, it's the like I mean it's the best sounding rancid record I think. Oh yeah. Like I I and so it's interesting to me that it's you know I don't know like Tim and Lars were so heav- seemingly heavy more heavily involved in that side of it maybe because like oh yeah for sure because they're also going to all these different studios i think if yeah. Brett did anything it's like a small pickup or something at you when know they when they were in, in california yeah. right like I, I don't think he was following around to new orleans or anything yeah i mean again i think this is the spending their money album you know what i mean like they were flying all over the place and using all these more studio like you know yeah i mean they have the budget i mean but yeah. i mean it's I mean, we, and we talked about this i think with backslide how it's this is their biggest budget out and you can tell like they use their budget on making it sound amazing bringing in all these guests musicians which is funny because we just spend a lot of time talking about how ro- uh, let the dominoes <laughs> fall. uh how let the dominoes fall same sort of deal like they went to skywalker sound they brought in right. strings they brought it in sounds like key, garbage and it sounds like hot garbage and just like modern production and stuff and like you yeah know, i wonder i mean i assume this thing was recorded to tape and like you know all these things like i wonder i wonder if this is just kind of like what do you get, what does that money get you for the era you're in and in 97 98 you know like right 96 97 probably when it was recorded that was probably a very different you know a big budget world you know, world, <laughs> right. world trotting studio you know thing probably got you a, quite a bit different than even spending a gajillion dollars to do skywalker sound with brett right and right like it's just a different it's true thing. yeah um but anyway okay so about that <laughs> i just thought this was funny uh 
the vocals, there's background vocals. And I was like, wow, there seems like somebody's on this because this isn't just Matt and Brett and those guys, you know, doing background vocals. And I looked it up, and the, there's um, a credit to Ollie Latino. I don't know if this person exists. That's the <laughs> only thing on the internet. Right. That's uh, when I saw that. That's, I was googling. I was like, the fuck? so. Who is Ollie? I, I want to start a campaign of oh, who is Ollie Latino. Who is Ollie Latino? There is no Facebook. There's no Twitter. There's no LinkedIn with Ollie Latino. Is Ollie Net Latino a real person? <laughs> Does all, is he alive? Is he a he? What? what? Next time Rancid goes on tour, we need to like stalk them. <laughs> Like we you know, need it, to bring like, signs to the right. store. And who like, is Ollie? Who and, is Ollie Latino? And like when like, they're coming out of the, you know, like going to the bus, like be there like a reporter, like Lars, Lars, you, who is Ollie? Why? Are you, why are you avoiding the question? <laughs> and then it'll be like, oh, was some guy that was. I think it's nuts that like the only appearance on on the internet of this person is a credit for this album. It that is interesting. Is wild. <laughs> Good job, whoever that is, staying off the internet while also being like interesting enough to have right. sung background on a rancid album. <laughs> uh, like, man, I thought you were gonna like blow my mind and be like, no. man, that's my neighbor. Because <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is? Yeah, who is Ollie Line now? Huh? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I got nothing yeah. else. Ollie Latino, I need, I need, I need um, answers, and I will not rest until I find out who Ollie Latino is. That's what I'm trying to say here. Excellent. <laughs> well, whoever uh, he is, I mean, whoever he is, uh, he did a great job. He because, did fantastic. Because the background vocals on, on the, oh, it's yeah. so good. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I it's funny, you know. Um, we forgot to mention this in previous episodes of the podcast that i was just in seattle recently and we recorded oh, yes. yep. um the domino's fall record uh, episode in person mm-hmm. um but so when we were there and there was constant battles over who like got to pick the music in the car and um because <laughs> you know getting anywhere in seattle you're in the car for at least like 30 or 40 minutes so yes, it's exactly and so I don't even remember how it happened, but there was one day, I don't even think, I, I, I think it just kind of came on, like it connected to the Bluetooth and started playing. And clearly I had been listening to Rancid and like my phone connected. And normally when Rancid comes on, my daughter especially complains. Um, <laughs> but the, but this song came on and she, I, she was kind of just sitting there kind of bopping her head a little bit. She's like, what is this? I was like, this is Rancid. She's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> but she loved it like she's i was like oh do you like this she's like yeah i really i was like hell yes lester square so we've got two because she really liked coppers too so okay um, good. so yeah. my daughter who will be nine in two days agrees with you sam that life won't wait is the race <laughs> yeah there you go i'm i, I don't know man I'm, i continue i almost feel like 2000s on this other plane you know what i mean like it's it's yeah sort of it's I, such a side comment. It's almost like you go, yep, 2000 is incredible and kind of incomprehensibly good. And then you'd make your decision about the rest of it. It's well, almost like... And, you know, it's really... We, when we when we started this, and like, and I kind of talked about this a little bit last time and when we had the idea for this, for me, I was, it was like, let's go and out come the wolves. Just, you know, I'm gonna, there's 42 songs and all of them basically are good. What the hell? And, mm-hmm. and if... 
a year ago, like I would have said, an outcome of the wolves is my favorite rancid record because it was sort of the one you know from the time period. The nostalgia of it was like put it over the top. But now, yes, like rancid two thousand. As I have listened more, like rancid, it's still like it's kind of hard to get my head around that that album is a thing that exists and that they made. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, but at this point, it's like then it gets real murky. Yeah. <laughs> um. I it's like like life won't wait wasn't even on my radar and it's it probably it might be my second favorite record at this I point. I mean, it's it's I I think if you have to be a, a rancid person, you know what I mean? Like it, in a weird way, I think Life Won't Wait is the rancid fans album. If that makes sense, you know, like yeah, it, maybe two thousand is too like because it's a weird one, but like two thousand again, it's like it exists in its own bubble right like it's it just is and you're just like kind of in awe that it exists right Mm -hmm. but then like i do think if you're like somebody who can take all the weird timidness if you can if you want more from them this is the album where you're gonna get the more right and i just i don't know like an outcome the wolves is like so important but I, i i still feel like it's like somebody else's album when i listen to it like man this is just fucking perfect and so good but it's not mine, you know, in this weird, totally, I don't know what that yeah, means. I mean, right? that's, and that's kind of where my stroke, cause like, it is mine. Yeah. Like, and that I, might be where but, it is. Right? And, like, but it's still, like, I don't know, trying to look at, like trying to, you know, having, having this like distance and trying to sort of, I, I mean, you can't totally take that part out of it, but there's just like, if I just want to like listen, put on a rancid record to kind of just hang out and like feel good i'm probably gonna pick that I, I don't know like because then i think about like journey to the end and like roots radical and like olympia and uh and, like and i'm like find some like i want to quietly on headphones listen to an outcome the wolves like on a bus trip you know what i mean like it's so it's kind of dark and meaningful and emotional in yeah, I mean, life won't wait. Isn't like life won't wait. kind of like a. It's like globe trotting. Like it's very fun and it's yeah. very big and it's got a lot of like sun, sunset, sunrise vibes to me. Like it's got golden hour vibes on some of the songs and like I I think it's like it's the road trip album to me, right? You know yeah, I mean? like I'd, makes... I'd put on life won't wait as a road trip. I'd put life won't wait if I was on a bus road trip and only I could listen to it. You know what I mean? Like like I want to share life won't wait and how can the wolves? I want to like be more like in like internal facing if that makes sense yeah at the same time like i want to put on outcome the wolves and sing at the top of my lungs all those songs because yeah, i know yeah, them like totally the back right. of my hand you know I mean, none it's of this t- has to be no. binary anyways right well like, uh, it's not like the other together. interesting thing to me too is uh i think a lot of people have this very narrow view of rancid that this like three chord california punk band and the thing like people who are just casual like aware sure. of and, 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 I, and I understand why, but god damn, like, every one of their albums is different. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, it's like the first two are are to kind of the most closely related. and, and But even that is like this weird, right. like, like putting left, Let's Go with an Outcome the Wolves is actually a very weird thing because they're so different. Like, one is this kind of speedy. Oh, I was talking about the sp- self-titled. And no, I, oh, I know, okay. but I'm okay. saying, like, yeah, right. sorry, my yes and there is. And also, people yes. try to combine those two, and they're not. You can't combine them as much. You know what I mean? The and outcome the wolves and let's go, because those first two are like that's actually this other thing where they're like this really fast 
kind of garagey doors punk you know sort of thing and then the whole flip that happens on out and the wolves is completely different but like yeah i i agree i think for the most part like on their like kind of main arc of a of a band every album was really different and and you can even just, and you can even kind of say that about the like last three i mean i haven't listened like I, I, I kind of feel like Honor is the one where they're most like, just like, let's play the hits. Let's roll it back. Right. So, so, and this has nothing to do with this song, but I'm going to put it, say it anyway, because we're talking about this. Like, so, like, musically, and like, that I want to listen to, Let the Dominus Fall is like the worst rancid record. But I yeah. actually think that Honor is the worst rec- rancid record because. Because it has no ambition. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, from what I can tell. It's the most like well, and then Troublemakers actually pretty good. Troublemakers actually really good, guys. <laughs> it's weird. And uh, on okay, on this note, I I think I think we're done yeah, with this we're song. good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, uh oh, uh oh, are we gonna dive into Troublemaker? No, not gonna okay. go there yet. Okay, are, but I'm gonna. Nor okay, I'm gonna announce the song and then I'm gonna like leave everybody with, and even you. I'm gonna kind of people are gonna. Like a preface? No, I'm just gonna. I, I'm gonna. I got a hot take. Okay. Okay. So the next song we're gonna do is "Red Hot Moon." Okay. From Indestructible. And okay, I've kind of got to the point. I think Indestructible might be the fourth best Rancid album. I think it might be better than Let's Go. <laughs> yeah. Best. So better than self uh, title. Oh, it's definitely one. better than self title one. Like it's right there with Let's Go at this point. I, I, I am. I was. I think I. Okay. 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 So. Okay. I see what you're saying. There's. I, I am kind of on a crusade to knock Let's Go down a few pegs. But like. <laughs> well, this is a big. <laughs> that's a big one. Because I think I, Let's it, Go is mostly nostalgia and like a good band with a lot of promise. It's not as good as we. Uh, it's still wonderful and i think that and i'm stealing the pot whatever i think that i i hate like i absolutely hate fall back down i fucking hate that song and i think it has complete for however many years got to 20 years almost has like completely skewed everything i think about that record so i'm excited to talk about this because i've had i've already had so much of a like i think i was where you were but now i'm like on another like so, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. We're, so we're gonna dip back into the we're, very LA period of Rancid, right at the turn of the century when the maybe all their worst features uh, were coming out. Yeah. But also, maybe that made us turn off maybe a quality album. And 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 we didn't really talk about the album at all last time. I mean, we had no, we, we talked, about, talked the, about the Brody, Brody and, which yeah. needed to, which you can't. Like yeah. that's the hard part with it because that colors kind of everything. But um, yeah, so yeah. Red Hot Moon, All right? Red Hot Moon, and that feels like a good vehicle to talk about yes, the album as a whole. It's kind of the other big single, yeah, exactly. So cool. Let's talk about it. Sounds All right. Good. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You can, as ever, find us on Twitter and Instagram at Rancid Pod, and we'll see you next time to probably make some people angry. So, <laughs> <laughs> see you soon. Better I 
I was like, and when I was 17, I wrote a song called, called Scary Old Men in Silver Suits Torturing Kids All Day. So, and there's a reference. It's basically the same. Right. And, uh, and I was thinking about that today. I was like, there's a reference in that song to Tim Armstrong. So I've been fucking obsessed with Tim Armstrong, like the, my entire life. And it's yeah. probably really unhealthy. But exactly. I, that's why I'm doing a podcast. That's what you do when you have like this unhealthy thing. You just find somebody else who has a, also the unhealthy thing, and then you guys talk about it and yeah, poke it. So anyway, yeah, exactly, totally. 